Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix Best of Cinema. My name is Tosin and I am your host. We are a podcast that goes to the cinema each week, sees a couple of films, rates them out of five, sees stuff at home, rates them out of five, and then figures out where money has been better spent this week. Um, now, um, as I said, my name is Tosin, I'm the host, and joining me as always on the Isle of Wight is Sean Harris. Hello there, hello. Yeah, hello, Sean. Hello, Sean. Sean, the last couple of weeks we've come over here, we've had people who have reacted to some of your reviews. Well, it generally happens even when I talk to people, you know, like friends and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, pe- people at least, react. At least it's a uh, conversation piece, is it? I agree. I agree. And, I mean, and the latest one is that we had, um, just before we came on, I replied to an email or I replied to a comment that somebody had left on your review of Till, the film, the mm-hmm. film about the Emmett Till story. And, um, and I've, I've replied, and now I'm going to have to really, really concentrate because I've seen that this person has just replied back. So, so I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like going, oh, wait a second. Oh, Terrence, Terrence. Oh, is it going to be a, oh, okay, cool. Oh, nice and civil. Or is it going to be one of those internet things? And I'm just going to, it's going to be, uh, I'm just going to let, let that lie and let that be some suspense for me until later on. But anyway, let us talk about the things that we have seen in the cinema this week. So, Sean, what did you see in the cinema this week? Okay, I've, I've had a quite a lean week this week. I've started watching a couple of series, which when they're finished, hopefully I'll review later. Mm-hmm. Um, there hasn't been a lot on and timing, so I've only seen one this week, which is a bit of a surprise for me, and that is The Whale. The whale, the whale. Obviously, because there's Oscars coming up and everybody is trying to get, well, what tends to happen in the UK is that we tend to get all the stuff that's um, going to be on at the Oscars in sort of January, February, like really close to the Oscars, even though to qualify for the Oscars, they had to be out in America, like early on. <laughs> they had to be out, in the, out of America, like some, some time, I think before Christmas. So all these films have been out and people have been talking about them and they've been winning awards and all that, but we're only just getting them now. So you've seen The Whale. Now, I went to see a film that is not going to bother any awards whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and that is an animated movie called Epic Tales, because I have had, uh, I have had a week of it. Um, so let's see, I hadn't, me leaving the house today to go to the cinema was the first time I'd left my house since Sunday. So this has been recorded on a Thursday because my daughter was ill. There was all sorts of bodily fluids flying out around the place, which she passed on to me. And so we've just been sort of like hunkering down in the house. And then today she told me, she told me, Daddy, want to go to the cinema? And I was like, well, I'm not going to say no to that. So we went to the cinema and uh, the, I think our options were either seeing this or ooh, there was some other film. I can't remember where it was, but it was something like Scream 3 or Scream 6 or something like that. Oh, and, right, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm taking a two-year-old to go see that. But um, So we ended up watching um, a film called Epic Tales. How about home? What did you see at home? Um, at home, I watched a thing which well, I watched it a while ago, actually. It was a, a Netflix thing called Devotion, which was like a... Ah, um, the, the pilots. The pilots. That's it. You got it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, cool. So in that case, Sean, I'll tell you what. How about you kick us off? You kick... Oh, 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 oh I'm going to talk about what I saw. I saw something called Truth Be Told. Well, that's the one I'm going to bring to the table. I've seen I've seen a couple of things. But I've seen something called Truth Be Told on Apple TV Plus with Octavia Spencer. So, Sean, you kick us off and you talk to us about The Whale. What is The Whale about? Okay, so The Whale basically is the story of... I mean, I'm sure people that are into the cinema will will be pleased about it so it's about an uh, 
really really obese character that is like he's like like a a teacher that does his work online but he never shows himself Mm -hmm. and he had a disaster that happened in his life uh, and he's he's divorced from his wife and he's got a teenage daughter he's got a teenage daughter that's um he doesn't really see or hasn't really seen for a while and then she obviously turns up on the scene for for whatever reason so so yeah so uh it's it's it starts off he's he obviously struggles with his weight you know he has to move around and he's 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 obviously not very healthy and he has these these conditions these heart conditions and he's got a um like a chinese nurse lady that comes around and sort of helps him out and stuff but still feeds him still you know you like as and there's there's like a pizza well, played, by, a, played by Hong Chao, Hong Chao, yeah, who who I recognised from the, who to be fair is absolutely, she she's really really good. No, no, I, like, I love Hong I like, Chao. I think Hong Chao is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked her in the menu as well, but um, um, yeah. So she's she's like a nurse, but she's she's a sympathetic one. So you know, like although she sort of says, oh, you've got to watch it, and that she still will like making sandwiches and still feeding yep. because that's wants to do there's like a pizza pizza lad that delivers two pizzas every day and it's only later on that he goes oh are you okay in there and what have you but you know he eats like just just eats constantly constantly eats and then is uh oh and there's there's also a dude that's like he says that he's like he's not a mormon but he's like uh he's like uh he's part of a you know evangelistic i forget what they call him like the love path or something like that which no, but turned evangelistic sect or something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that that he was part of, and he sort of says, "Oh, I'm trying to spread the word." So he sort of turns up because he's having uh, the the guy's having an episode, and he just happens to turn and knock on the door, and he goes, "Come in, come in, come in." And the uh, so the the religious dude comes in. He goes, "What are you Mormons or something?" He goes, "No, no, no, no. I'm from." Um, and he says, "Oh, read this," and he gives him a piece, of, gives him like a yeah, piece yeah, of paper. Yeah. And says, you know, read that, read that, read that, and then he recovers and stuff. And um, anyway, and then his daughter comes around and. So, so, okay, okay, <laughs> um, yeah. okay, 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 sure. Okay, first of all, I can see that you're struggling to actually talk about what happens in this film, and it yeah. seems to it seems it seems to sort of like tally with what I've heard about this film, which is kind of like it's one of these films where it's not like there's there's a major plot pushing it forward. It's not as if, okay, this happens, and then because this happens, that happens, that happens, and that happens. That's almost almost like, you know, just... just That's it. Almost I mean, like eavesdropping on these guys, this guy's life. Yeah. To me, um, that's it. Yeah, they sort of drop in, and, and, and his daughter, who's been fairly estranged, you know, she's... She, she, see, the, the, to me, the supporting cast is really, really good. She's... I don't know the a- actress's name. I should have done my research, I know, but... Sadie Sink, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah. I think she was. Someone said she might have been in Stranger Things or something. I was talking the other day, but she's absolutely first class as a really stroppy, nasty <laughs> Tina. Absolutely, absolutely. And believe it or not, she's called Ellie as well. So, but, yeah. so Sean, like, how is your daughter? <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally stroppy, believable. So you've got the nurse, which is believable. You've got the, the stroppy teenager, which is believable. Um, his, his strange wife pops up later who's semi-believable as, as an alcoholic um, and as I say you've got this this religious dude So, and the pizza pizza man that you see for just, just for an instant okay for me now this this was I think this should have been made for the stage and in fact 
any there's there's a few scenes where I thought yeah this is because it mostly takes place in in you know the room mostly takes place yeah yeah in, the room. in his flat yeah in the flat and um it's like oh I could see that if I was a stage manager and putting the props and where they are and with the tables and the seats where they are because there's one prime bit where it actually looks like you would have seen it in a theater where he's and I I mean to pick up on something like that it's like he's touching the side of the evangelist dude he's touching the side of a table and he stood there like staring away if you like well the <laughs> chap's rabbit on the background i thought that's that's stage that's like stage <laughs> um, and it reminded me of, of i mean there was another film which i thought was very like a stage play and that was um fences do you remember fences with denzel yes, Washington? fences fences, I fences I think I, is it, it yeah. is an adaptation of a stage play yes I, I think I said the same thing there, and it reminded me of, of that, that it was it was very staged, I guess. You know, you could say it was a very, very staged and yeah. where where people place themselves. It's like, oh, yeah, that's where your mark is. That's where, you know, everybody was on their, their marks. Um, but the actual performances were really, really good, although uh, the whale himself... Brendan Fraser. Brendan who's Fraser. Who, who's, yeah. who's, who's, who's up for all the... All the um... Yeah. Um, I know, I know. Perhaps, perhaps there's something wrong with me toes, but he was the weakest part. I <laughs> the whole thing. I thought he was the weakest out of. Well, maybe, maybe the evangelist dude was probably the weakest, followed by his ex-wife and then himself. But the, mm -hmm. the nurse and the girl were absolutely, absolutely fabulous. Um, and there is a good. You understand at the end. There is quite a good reveal at the end, which which you why why he's in the condition that he's in so that, that, that's the thing i didn't want to spoil there is i mean the final the final piece the final scene is you know you can understand why why he's called the whale and why he's done what he's done uh, all right cool so now there is the, this film oh, obviously we're going to get to the point where we're going to ask you to give well, like what you thought about it but i feel like there's people there's people who said i watched this film and oh i was crying it was so thin and everything like that and some people who are going going oh bunch of rubbish i've heard people actually even say i actually had somebody say what you just said which is oh well, but they said it a bit they were like this isn't a film this is a play that has been filmed like somebody just put the camera in and filmed the play and mm. it's um yeah and I've, I've heard all those things uh but for you sean how many stars and why okay um yeah, why? Let's just think. I think I'm going to give it a three star because I didn't actually, you know, I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't think it was amazing, uh, but I did like the, some of the performances. I really, really did like uh, Ellie's performance, the, the actress who played Ellie. I really liked, and I really did like the nurse. So, on the whole, I would I would give this a three star. This would be a three star one, but not not amazing, not terrific acting, Oscar worthy. I don't think so. So, maybe, so, maybe. so Brendan doesn't get your vote. No, no, Brand, no, Brand, Brendan wouldn't get my vote for uh, <laughs> for being the whale, you know. All right, okay, so, cool, yeah. good stuff. And yeah, another one of those films that I just haven't managed to find around here. Yeah. <laughs> I to find. I, I wouldn't to find worry it. too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those. I have a long list of films that I'm going to be like, yeah, when that shows up on a streaming platform, I guess I will finally see it because it's not actually showing in the cinemas around me. So now we go on to Netflix and Friends, and we are going to go, and I'm going to take this one up, and we're going to talk about Truth Be Told, season one of Truth Be Told. There are now three seasons of Truth Be Told. This is the first season, and it is based on, it is on Apple TV+. This stars Octavia Spencer as a journalist called Poppy Parnell, 
And the whole thrust of this is that she has a podcast. She has a podcast and she's like won awards and everything like that for being a journalist. She's thrown into this podcast. And at the beginning, you find that she's going to a courtroom. And in this courtroom, they're, uh, they're talking about this old case. And there's some new evidence that says that this person who was convicted of a murder 13 years ago, oh no, no, 19 years ago, might not actually be guilty. And this is a case that made her name because she's the one who actually went and she wrote a whole bunch of articles saying, oh, anatomy of a monster, blah, 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 talking about this 16-year-old kid. And a lot of what she wrote has been credited with him being convicted and being locked up in jail for 19 years. And then she sees this one piece of evidence that makes her think, I might have got that wrong. And Ooh. so... Yeah, so she goes to the family and she is trying to figure out, she's trying to ask the question, did I get this wrong? And she's, she's trying to go through the whole thing and figure out, okay, did I get this wrong? And she's doing a new podcast about her investigating her original thing to see whether she got it wrong and whether she was responsible for sending somebody to jail erroneously. Right. Yeah, and, and that is the premise. And the premise, and from you saying right, I think it's, I think you might agree with me that I think it's an intriguing premise. I was like, okay, cool, yeah, because this is actually the kind of thing that happens on. But then this show, as it carries on, I think it wastes the premise a bit because the the whole idea about this is that she's doing the podcast as she is investigating. So it's not like she's done the whole investigation that she does a podcast. So she finds something else, she does, a, she does an episode a week. She finds something else, she does another episode. She finds something else, she does another episode. And for me, I don't know if that's the way some people do their actual true crime podcasts, but it seems really, really irresponsible <laughs> because there seems to be no... I mean, even within the world of this show, within the world of this show, there's no kind of like rhyme or reason there's no like detective work or anything like that she finds a new a new theory and she puts the theory out there and she goes oh this is what happens this person killed them and we think it's this person's father and you're like wait even, even just watching it you're going hang on i have like three or four different questions and i'm not even an investigator i'm not even a police person i have three or four oh, wow. different i have three or four different questions about what you've just done and wait but couldn't that have been the case but she's and, and then it seems like the, you know, when you watch something, and I think that you watch a really good detective thing where you can actually sort of see the detective work that they go through. When you watch a good Sherlock Holmes or like, you know, a Jonathan Creek or something like that, when they do it, even a good Columbo, you can put it together and you can see how, how it's actually being done. This, the, the detective process seems to be find somebody, accuse them, they're the one, they did it, oh my God, they did it. Oh, oh, how, hang on, oh, they didn't do it. Oh, the, oh we just found this piece of evidence that says they couldn't have done it. Oh, okay, cool. They're, they're the next person. They did it. They did it. <laughs> How many episodes have we got in this? How many? Uh, how many we've got episodes? eight episodes. Eight episodes eight in this episodes. season. Yeah, eight oh, episodes right. of that, Sean. Eight episodes of just randomly <laughs> pointing at people and saying, <laughs> oh, they, did it. they did that it. That was him. It was him. It was him. It was him. It wasn't me. It wasn't him. It wasn't him. Oh, oh. So, they just so do they investigate all the people who they say, it was him, and then they investigate him? Then they investigate or... Yeah, yeah, they that, do. They yeah. do. But it's, it's kind of like things happen. Like they just go and accuse somebody and they find out and they go, oh, no, actually, you know, there, uh, there was actually a very easy alibi that can be very easily verified. That means it wasn't that person. <laughs> oh, I guess, I guess it wasn't that person. And the idea is that she's doing this podcast. And on this podcast, she is going out there and she's saying it was this person. It was that person. It was that person. And I'm thinking that if that was you as a journalist, you would very quickly lose your credibility. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, 100% you would. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I know that there's some journalists, like if there's some partisan journalists, like so I'm a Republican journalist, I'm a Democrat, and they can say whatever the hell they want, and people would still follow them. But that's not the way she's she's supposed to be drawn. 
And I just think that the the way the investigation goes forward is stupid. And then the 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 final reveal of what happens left me with a lot of questions. I will not go as far as saying it made no sense, but <laughs> but I would say it left me with a lot of questions because I was kind of like, wait. But when they finally reveal what actually happened, you're like. But why would that have happened? <laughs> it's like, and so I'll tell you how bad it was, right? So this is eight episodes, and I I thought it was ten. So I was watching the eighth episode, and I was like, well, obviously they're going to have two more episodes, and they're going to actually sort of explain why that happened. And then the season the season ends, and you're like, what? Oh oh oh, that was that that was it. I just go, oh no 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 no, they 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 haven't. They, they, they've missed a bit out of the story. They haven't given this to It is not fulfilling. It is not, it is not a good, it, it's, it's, it, it, it has elements of a good mystery, but the, the, the way they actually investigated, the way they, it's, it's rubbish. There's some good performances in it. I mean, I think, uh, um, so they have this whole thing where Poppy Parnell, because she used to be in the San Francisco area, then she moved to New York and then she came, she's back in the San Francisco area. And all the mellow, there's this whole melodrama subplot about her family and her dad. And her dad used to be in a biker gang. And he was like in a black biker gang. And it was there's this whole thing about the black biker gangs and the white biker gangs in the Bay Area. And, and that stuff is more compelling than the actual mystery. Like the family stuff is more compelling than the actual mystery. So when I first started watching, I was like, okay, maybe this, this might be something. I've got like three episodes, three seasons to catch up with. I finished watching the first season a couple of weeks back, probably about three weeks back. And I don't think I can be bothered because if it carries on like this, I'm, I'm like that first one. I felt I felt like you wasted my time a bit because you didn't, you 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 wasted a good premise and you didn't follow it through and you just and really just I I I don't feel like there was enough detectiveing going on. I don't feel like there was enough thoughts going in through into how do we solve this thing. It was just kind of like, you, you, you. Oh, no, it's not that person. Now I'm going back to you. Going back to suspect one. And it just felt as if they were just trying to fill up time and waste time until their eight episodes were up. And I would give it a two out of five. I mean, it's it's on Apple TV Plus, so it looks great. I mean, all the houses that people are in this, in this thing, you're like, oh, I would love to live there. So you can see they're throwing a lot of money at it, but the story is... Leaves leaves quite a bit to be desired. Desired, right? I quite a you. bit to be desired. So, so save yourself, Sean. And I know you were going ooh at the beginning. And I yeah, 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 because like you said, the premise was ooh, and then it was a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, because I think that there was a, there was a show. Oh, I never actually re- revealed or reviewed this, but there was a show on ITV called Karen Perry, and Karen Perry is about a cold case. Sim- similar thing, like cold case. Someone's killed years ago. Was the killer was never caught? They're trying to reopen the case. And they have a similar thing in the in where there's somebody in there who's very irresponsibly making a podcast about this ongoing investigation that's going on. But I think the way it's treated there is a lot better. It's a lot better right. in that yes. than, than than the way it's treated here. So if you want a podcast solving mystery kind of thing, watch Karen Perry. It's better than Truth Be Told. Right. <laughs> and now now we go to cinema. We go to cinema and um, I saw cinema. what. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at yeah. this one. Yes, and I saw, I saw Epic Tales. Epic Tales. And to tell you what kind of thing this is, this is Epic Tales, and it's Tales spelled T-A-I-L-S, as opposed to T-A-T-A. What's that? Cats. 
cats. There are cats. There are cats in this. But this, but but the main the main person we're talking about in this is a mouse. We're talking about this is a mouse, and this is because I was telling Sean earlier. I've been ill. I've been ill for this whole week. I have not left my house for about four days. First time I left the house and I took my daughter out of the house because we've both been ill. And she was like, Daddy, you want to go to the seminar? She calls it the seminar. Cinema. That's great, isn't it? I love that stuff. Yeah, 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 Cinema. Yeah. So she just wants to go to the Cinema, and I was like, oh, okay, in that case, yeah, let's go. No problem. Because, I mean, as you can imagine, for somebody who loves films, when your daughter asks that she, at the age of two, that she wants to go to the cinema, you're like, yes, I am not even going to argue with that. And also, I found some cheap deal that means I can go for for cheaper than usual. So, yeah. And I'm going to go. So we went along and I tried to find something that we could both watch. And I figured the only thing I could find was an 18, was a 15. And I can't, I'll, I'll remember what it was that, that what my options were. But then this was the only thing that I could see that I could say, right, I could probably, I, I could still call myself a good father if I take it to see this. But, and it's something I've seen the trailer for. I've seen the trailer for Epic Tales. And I know we usually have Sharon on the podcast and Sharon is like our resident animation hater she just does not yeah yeah she doesn't like animation she'll do one a year won't she yeah do one a year be lucky she'll do one a year and and thankfully for her she does not have any children who are close enough to her to drag her to see films and to see animated films regularly she does so and this is a film that even i i saw the trailer for this and i thought no forget it because i think that there's levels of animation there's animation that's made to actually make some sort make something that's good make something that's good there's animation that's made to be adult there's animation that's made to be like kids but still apply to still have something another layer for adults and there's animation that's made for half term which is just supposed to be something that and this may be totally totally unfair but this is how it feels to me they knocked it out quickly. They put it out there. They haven't put that much thought into it. They haven't put it into building the world. It's kind of like a hodgepodge of ideas. And that's what this is. So the whole idea is that you have people who live in this Greek city called Yokos. Or Yokos. And you are focusing on this, um, on a on a mouse called Patty. A mouse called Patty whose only family is a cat. And the cat doesn't want her to leave home. But she has those ideas of being like, you know, a big adventurer. And... In this world, this is the same world as Jason and the Argonauts. So you have Jason and the Argonauts, and they're the big people in this town because they're the adventurers, and she wants to be like an adventurer like Jason and the Argonauts, but they're like, oh, no, a mouse can't do that. That's only what humans do. Humans are heroes. Mice just stay here. And you have things like at the beginning, there's this, that you see, you meet this sort of like underbelly of all the animals who live in the sewers, and you have like the rats, and you have this sort of ninja rat squadron and all that. But it's like, it's a ninja rat squadron, but they're like in Greece. So it's like this hodgepodge of thing. And the whole thing is that they bring Jason out, and Jason is now an old man. Jason is this old dude, and they have built this wonderful statue to Zeus. They built this wonderful statue to Zeus. And, um, and then you see, you can see like influence from all these different things like think you know, so sean you know clash of the titans and like you know that titans, you know that yeah. you know you know that bit in clash of the titans where you have the the gods like you have zeus yeah. and all the poseidon and, all, and they're all standing around this table looking down at what the humans are doing yes yeah exactly the same thing they have that animated this whole thing exactly the same thing and so zeus <laughs> is looking at that and zeus is looking down going oh look at the statue they've made of me oh look how good and it's totally accurate as well and zeus is obviously like an old man with a pot belly but his statue is like all ripped with like a six-pack and zeus is walking around and he's taunting all the other gods telling them about how people how much people love him and poseidon gets really annoyed because poseidon is like look look at their town they're on the coast all of them trade. Everything comes because of the water. And they make a statue to you. So Poseidon goes down to the city and he tells them all, 
okay, you guys have seven days to build me a statue that's as good as my brother's. And if you don't build me a statue that's good as my brother's, I'll destroy your town. And then he leaves. So Jason and the Argonauts have to get back up and they have to go back on another thing. And and the, the whole joke of this film is that Jason and the Argonauts are old. Actually, most of them are dead and get reanimated to go on this thing. <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're old they're, they're useless and essentially it's the animals that do everything and Jason and the Argonauts are just kind of like going oh well I guess we did something yeah <laughs> and, and the, so they go on there and it's like you know almost like a and then it becomes like a Sinbad voyage of the like Sinbad vo, the seven voyages of Sinbad that kind of thing got ad, actual adventure Greek thing gods come down blah blah blah, blah. so much so I mean this film is it is only an hour and a half long, only ninety minutes long. It feels longer. <laughs> how did oh, how did how did Kemi get on with it? How did how did your daughter get on with it? She kept walking up and leaving the cinema. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh right. She, she kept she like I mean that's the thing. I mean we've taken her to the cinema three times. So there have been three things that she's watched when she's old enough to actually pay attention to. She has seen Matilda the musical. She's paid attention to that. She has seen Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. She paid attention to that. This one, within about five minutes, she was like, Daddy, you want to go wee-wee? Walked up, went out of the thing, wanted to walk around the cinema, wanted to go. I was like, okay, cool, okay, cool. Let's go back in. Let's go back in. We'll go back in. Daddy, want to go wee-wee? Okay, let's go back in. We had to switch our seats because she wanted to go and walk around the cinema for a bit. And I was like, she was not really interested in this film. Oh, my. <laughs> she was not <laughs> And and I and I can say what well I, I'm a bit proud because I'm like yeah there isn't that much to be interested in it's kind of it's kind of straightforward it's kind of there are a couple of good ideas in it but it's like a hodgepodge thing and it's like you think okay but if that works that that doesn't really they have this whole thing about the cyclops and it's it's yeah it's it's a it's a, let me put it this way almost exclusively everybody in there was like you know people with small kids there was even kids younger than Kemi in there and because it's half term this film has been released for half term so if you're a parent and you want something and you can get a deal like I got a deal for View Cinemas where I only pay £3.80 for a ticket so if you could get if you could get a deal like that yeah take your child to the cinema maybe hopefully they won't just run around like mine did and ask to keep going to the toilet because they're just not interested in the film that's what this film is designed for it's okay. I mean, it, it, they're providing a service for parents who need something to do with their children or have to. They're providing a service. But the film itself, not that great. I would give it a two out of five, but it is not, uh, that is probably a bit harsh because it's not that, it, it's not that insulting. It's not that, it's not that, it, it, it's not, not supposed to be, whatever. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not supposed to be great. It isn't great. So I'll give it a two out of five, and I think that's all I can say about Epic Tales. Tales spelled T A I L S. Yeah. Yes. So. So, so the gods and all that—they're they're humans, yeah. Well, humans. well, they, they, they look like they—they they look like humans, yeah. The, so in this town, you you have the humans, and yeah, that's Jason and the people then. But the they have the animals who are underground, and they have this whole thing where they riff on the rats being like the mafia. <laughs> the rest are like the mafia that they have like this thing and there's all bad yeah and then they have a school but never mind it's that's all by the by that's all by the by that's all i can really say about that and i think it's i'm pretty sure it was made originally made to not be in english because this thing has like three different titles it has one title patty or something something which is in french and i'm pretty sure it was made by a french thing a french uh, animation house and um then you have uh the English version, English title, which is Epic Tales, but also it's also called Argonuts, like Argonuts with nuts spelt N-U-T-S. Yes. So, <laughs> I, 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 I think it's just 
made somebody and then they just decided we can take it around the world and we can get different voice casts which happens with most animation but this is just a bit meh but let's go on to something which i'm hoping is a little bit better and that is devotion on netflix devotion yes yeah so Sean, so, tell us about devotion okay so netflix it's um it's early 1950 and um this, this lieutenant gets transferred to a fighter squadron, a uh, naval fighter squadron, and he bumps into a um, African-American, Jesse Brown, who's like the only African-American pilot in the squadron. And yeah. obviously, obviously, there's it's one of these things where uh, he, he, he lives in a sort of white neighborhood, the, this, this pilot. But the other, the, the Tom, who sort of makes friends with him actually goes to his house and and they become quite close you know even with all this 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 racial stuff and they get deployed to the mediterranean for uh anti-russian thing and then the, the korean war breaks out the korean yeah. war breaks out oh yeah but so first of all it's all about the chance void corsair now the corsair is a world war ii plane with the i mean it's a classic shape it's got the folded wings i, I quite liked it and and it's about them so these are like good rugged planes that, that take off of, of aircraft carriers so where they're heading out they're training landing so you you've got like a period of the film where you've got all the squadrons what they're doing the takeoff landing all the practicing and things like that and then they end up in in uh, sort of uh, the korea area and uh, the chinese have just invaded korea so they, they have to go on these missions so they yep. go on a mission to destroy people and all of that and the the Jesse decides that he's going to do a mission that he hasn't had orders for, and so he, he does a bit of a mission on the way back. He gets um oh yeah before they get before this happens, the wife says to Tom the the, the white pilot says let make sure he comes back with it make sure bring him back to me bring him back to me bring him back to me. so anyway so we go so we're back to Korea and in Korea and he gets sort of shot down he has a bit there's like a like playing, can you make it? Can you make it? You know, typical. I don't know if people have seen aircraft movies, but <laughs> so so it's pretty much. Wait, you know, you see that that the, the, the one, show. One, you, 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 uh, sorry, okay, carry on. I'll tell you what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've got you know one plane in trouble and the other pilot's by him saying, "Can you make it? Can you make it?" Been in a lot of lot of films to do, and then obviously he crashes and he's down there and the other guy decides that he's going to crash as well to try and save him so he's going to he's sort of disobeying orders and then there's the best part of the movie which i like is they actually send over um uh wildcats which are like the the four one of these planes to try and sort of help protect them from so there, there's a little bit of action that's sort of going on and because the thing that got me about this film is that what i wanted to know is that is it is it your typical aircraft air force movie where yes. like you know you know that it's like a korean top gun you know like, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> like, like i know you know we had red tails red tails was made a couple red of tails, years ago yeah, 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 which yeah, was essentially like world war two world war two yeah, top yeah, gun yeah. it was it was made it was um it was it was said, well, the whole idea was that it was supposed to be about the black airmen, but it was really just World War II War, War Top Gun. That's yes. what they did. And and with this, and, and I know that I've heard about the, well, the devotion, what I've heard about the film, and the fact that it has Glenn Powell, who was in Top Gun Maverick in it and all that. And it makes me, it, it made me wonder, is this just like, you know, 
an early movie. Like, and when you said the whole thing about the can fly beside each other, can you make it? Can you make it? And I'm like, yeah, that, we've seen that in a lot of we've aircraft military movies, military yeah. aircraft movies. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 does this? So, okay, we know that this is a typical aircraft movie. Does it have anything else to recommend it? Um, not really. It's pretty, pretty standard fare. It's pretty standard fare. As I say, it was quite interesting. With a, for me, the interesting part of the film was, was the aircraft itself. I mean, I guess some of them would have been CGI because they're so good at that now. But because, as I say, the Void Corsair was just one of those ones that just always. I mean, obviously, when I was young, we used to know all the World War Two planes, you know, British, mm-hmm. yeah, Japanese. But there's and there's certain ones that are iconic. I think, like obviously, the Spitfire, and the Void Corsair is like one that that you see all the time with the folded wings, the clipped wings. It's a a classic classic uh, classic plane so that was quite interesting and as i say the bit of action at the end where they actually get uh wildcats which were like you know uh, world war ii planes again but they yeah. were more or you know they didn't have that they didn't have they were sort of flat rings rather than the, the fold fold up wing wing but yeah on the whole basically korea top gun um there was another i saw i remember there's a film i've seen a couple of times which i love called the bridges at toko re which is a william holden film which was oh yeah far far superior to to this one so i mean it's okay it's standard fair it's not like we haven't yeah <laughs> yeah top gun top gun in world war Two. yeah uh, let's just uh, call uh, it apparent, well apparently it's based on the true story so the characters in this are actually were actually like real so the the character you spoke about i think was it jesse brown Jesse Brown was actually uh, was actually a real person who was the, who was the lone black airman in uh, in the division. So, uh, oh, ba- and the film is based on a book as well. And I, I always feel like there's it's a bit like how we had um, you know when we when we reviewed Till, and uh, and we had someone who sort of like oh, was ask was questioning shall we say was was questioning your review of till and all that was was going like oh was like oh don't you uh, I, I think for me it was kind of like almost of saying don't you know about the history behind this thing and i'm kind of like well no <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't know about the history of no, this we thing. Don't. We, didn't, and, we didn't know the history of that we don't know the history about this thing it was thousands of miles away in a totally different culture these things we, we we have no reason to know the history about these things and um so uh, with things like I'm, I'm happy about these films because every now and then they do they do highlight these things about mm. the fact that like you know oh we didn't know there was a black uh, there was a lone black airman in this in this division or anything like that but at the same time I feel like the I, I feel like to get more films like this they're not all going to be home runs they're all sometimes they're just going to be standard okay fine yeah. three star movies <laughs> you might, yeah yeah, but, and it, is that what they call? Is that what they call popcorn movies? Yeah, popcorn movies. Yeah, popcorn movies. Popcorn. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think I'd rather have a popcorn movie that tells you something than a popcorn movie that just is just yeah. there. It doesn't. <laughs> just, yeah. I'd rather have a popcorn movie about this than a popcorn movie about somebody killing people. Like, oh, oh my god. Okay. Anyway, first of all, first of all, um, you tell tell us your star rating. I'll talk to you about some feedback, and then I'll talk to you about you. Okay. So, yeah, well, uh, pro- probably a three-star, a popcorn movie. You know, it's not, like, special. It's not out the way. And and it's, it's got some fairly good moments. And But the main, for me, the main stars are the planes. So, so yeah, so three stars. 
Three stars for devotion. The main stars are the planes. <laughs> All right, cool. So I was talking to you earlier on about how we received some feedback yeah. on your, your tool review. And it was from a guy called Terrence Moore. And he was talking about, um, I think you talked about the fact that there wasn't much, uh, like, you know, the action in the movie. And I think we think that there might be some things between the way English use action and Americans use action. But we're not sure. And, um, and he also, but I repeat, I re- and I replied to him just sort of explaining kind of what you said is like, well, I know that there's some history behind this, but this film actually alerted us to the history and we didn't have that history in there. And if you're in America, that history is probably straight in your face. And when you're watching the film, the history plays into your reaction to the film. And for us in the UK, we don't have that history. So all we're just seeing is a film. <laughs> and and uh, I replied to, to him, and I like to say, I love it when this happens, and I think it needs to be shouted out when this happens, a pleasant, a pleasant exchange on the oh, internet. Yeah. I know. Terrence came back to came back in touch with us while we were recording, and he says, no problem, Mr. Tosin. Hmm, well, and he's he's polite too. No problem, Mr. Tosin. Yes, and he says I was stationed. He said I was stationed in the UK before. Thanks for the clarification. Thanks for the clarification, sir. And he ends it with cheers, which makes you think he was stationed in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he says cheers, so okay, so there's that. And then the other thing is, I was talking about. Uh, we we're talking about popcorn stuff and talking about devotion being a popcorn thing. And um, Sean, have you heard about the TV show You? You, yeah, you just Y O U. That's the name of the show. You, no, I can't say I have. I can't say I'm okay. So um, it, it's on Netflix. It has just been, it, they've just started its fourth season. It seems to move location. So it was in New York for the first season, it was in LA. I can't remember where it was for its third season, and now it's in London. It's in London for its fourth season. And it's essentially about a serial killer. It's about a guy who stalks people, gets obsessed with women, stalks people, and then because of this obsession and this stalking that he's doing with women, ends up killing a whole bunch of people. And the fact that it's on his fourth season tells you that this guy keeps getting away with it. <laughs> that he keeps getting away with it. Season after season, keeps getting away with it. This show is a massive hit with loads of people watching and going, oh my God, it's going to be in London now. And I can't help but think, Why? Why is this a massive hit? I, I mean, I'm like, it's a show about a serial killer. It's not like Dexter where you could at least say, well, you know, he only kills bad people. No, this is a show about people who stalks women. And I went and did some reading about them. Let, let me just say that if there's a woman that he has a crush on, it's probably not going to end well for her. And, yeah. and I'm like, why is this entertainment? Why is this popular? <laughs> And so, anyway, just my little thing, my little side saying that I'll take devotion and I'll not take that kind of popcorn thing that at least has some sort of thing and makes you realize that there was at least a black airman in this state in the Korean War. But why that? I don't, I just, I just don't understand. But I mean, if people like it, I, I'm not here saying people shouldn't like what they like, but I just don't understand it. I really, really don't understand it. But anyway, any, all that we have to do now is to say who has won this week. Sean, what do you reckon? I think the cinema has got, because it's got, two threes whereas oh no no it could be a tie actually couldn't it could it be a tie you I'm trying to remember now i mean I, I, <laughs> I i'm pretty standard i'm three three but there was a two in there somewhere yeah there was there was at least one two today there's at least one two today so, so what yeah. do you reckon cinema cinema you think so no? it's a tie is it is it a tie oh is that your final answer uh I, you know <laughs> I've got, uh, yeah we, we call it a tie we call it you are right. For the second week running, we have a dead heat. <laughs> we 
have a dead heat <laughs> with both with both um, cinema. I mean, no, it wasn't as high as last week. Where last week we had a a four and a three on both cinema and Netflix. Um, now we've had a three and a two from both cinema and Netflix and Friends. So um, so yeah, a three and a two. <clears throat> but that is everything from us this week. Oh, and I found out what the other film was. It wasn't it wasn't Scream Six. It was Magic Mike's Last Dance. Magic Mike's Last Dance was the film I did not think I could take a two-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I did look at that. I'm not sure on that one. That would be a push, but I don't think, from the trailer, I don't think that's probably, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, is, I, I, don't, I, like, I like Channing Tatum. I like Salma Hayek. I like Steve Soderbergh. And it could work. It could be rubbish. But be, yeah, yeah, I mean, if I get a chance, I'll, I'll, I'll probably see it as one of the ones. So we got something next week. Although yeah, I, 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 I might do all the the problem is that the trailer the trailer makes me think that this whole film might just be a tr- might just be an advert for the Magic Mike show in London. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it, it 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 makes me feel like it, it might just be an advert for the Magic Mike show in London, which I'm hoping it isn't. I'm hoping that they've actually done something better with it. But anyway, until next week, where hopefully we'll have some more people. Oh, Sean, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say we got Ant Man, haven't we, coming out this weekend? Yes, we have got Ant Man, Ant Man, okay. Quantumania. Oh, to see to see if if Marvel can begin to pull it back, or if if what I what I always predicted has started happening, yeah. which is that Marvel will begin to crumble and the multiverse will be the thing to do it. <laughs> yeah. We we will see, we will see, but we will. I will try not to review that before I've seen it. <laughs> All right. All right. Until next week, it's a goodbye from me, and it's a goodbye from me. Thank, thank you, you very, very much. much for joining and us. And thanks for your feedback. Yeah, thank you. Thank you feedback. very much for your feedback, especially you, yeah. Terrence. Thank you very much for your feedback. Thanks.